Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by Cunningham Financial Group. John Cunningham is a friend of mine and a brother in Christ, and he can help you with financial decisions and future planning. He's been a big help to me and my family, and I commend him to you. You can reach him at 205-913-1720. I am so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Hey, welcome back, and thanks for joining in. So I'm feeling kind of uh, giddy, I guess, about today's topic, and for a couple of reasons. Number one, I know that this will help you. Chances are, even before I'm done today, you will already be making modifications in your thinking that will bear probably immediate results, because the power of positive thinking changes everything. It allows you to unlock belief in your full potential. And when you believe in your full potential, you will give maximum effort. And when you can sustain maximum effort in anything, something you want to pursue, a relationship you want to change, whatever it might be, your chances of success go through the roof because you have set yourself free from mental barriers, self inflicted sanctions that keeps you from getting where you want to be or where you need to be. Now, as we move on today and you start thinking of specific things in your life where you have mentally held yourself back, you may be tempted to say, yes, but there are circumstances around me that are in the way. I'm not limiting myself. The environment is. But I don't know. That would be a tough sell for me because that just sounds like a broken soundtrack inside of you telling yourself why circumstances are keeping you from change. And if that's the way you want to play this, though I doubt that you do, just know that that's what most people do. Negative thinking about your abilities, your experiences, your opportunities, and your potential will make entirely attainable things feel unattainable. Negative thinkers rarely achieve the true things that they want in life. They rarely see that real change in their health or in their marriage or in their faith. Not because they cannot do it, but because they believe that they cannot do it. And so a couple of outcomes are common. One, they never even try. Why would I try? I have like 10 reasons in my head why it won't work. Others will get some kick in the pants, some spark, and they will try. I am going to make changes. I will be more disciplined. I will get those grades or that promotion or closer to my family. And that may be you at the end of this episode. I'm done with that broken soundtrack business. No more self-defeating talk. I'm going to be positive, hopeful, and directional starting right now. But be careful. Because positive thinking is not just the starter on the vehicle. It's also the fuel that carries it down the road. A week from now, you'll be saying, See, I told you, Chris, you shouldn't have even started. I don't know why you got so excited. This setback in front of you, this poor response you got from someone is proving that you need to just get back in your lane. So look, the first thing I want you to know today is if we can change that, 
and thrive on possibilities and hope, you're going to experience an attitude change, and that will bear maybe even unprecedented results. But I have to say, there's a second reason, a bigger reason, why I've got that giddy feeling today. Because all of what I will share with you in the remainder of this episode is derived from a speech that I watched this week on YouTube, given by Dr. Jim Kirby, mathematician and 30-plus year professor at Tarleton State University in Stephenville, Texas. His presentation was great, and if someone had sent it to me and I didn't know him at all, I probably would still be making this episode. But it just so happens that Jim is a really good friend of mine. We communicate via text every week. He usually reaches out with something positive and awesome related to whatever the episode was for the week. He is a faithful Christian and really just an amazing man. But add to that his unstoppable positivity. He is one of the most optimistic, encouraging, hopeful, smiling people that I know. So much so that I smile when I see I've got a text from him even before I read it. Now, I'm not going to tell you everything from the speech. I'll include a link to the YouTube in the show description somewhere. It was maybe 45 minutes in length and had a lot of math in it, which was probably a lot cooler for me, a math nerd, than maybe it would be for you. But the things that he mixed in about how achievers think and the way that they approach problems can help you with your next math test, yes, or more importantly, your next conversation or goal that you set. Before we get into the points that he made, I want to share with you something about Jim that was not in his presentation. And I certainly hope he's okay with me sharing this. He had no idea that I would be recording this episode, and I hope I've surprised him on this Monday morning. But Jim has faced significant health challenges in his life. He's had at least three surgeries related to removing brain tumors. The results of all of that have been severe impairment in his hearing and equilibrium. And these were direct contributing factors to his retirement in 2015. And I'm telling you that to add some weight to the episode today, because if you met Jim Kirby, if you spent any time with him at all, talking about anything that matters to him, his faith, his family, his friends, calculus, and you saw his smile and you heard his tone, you might be tempted to believe that he has never faced a challenge or setback in his life. Everything must have been roses because that's all he seems to be able to see. But of course, that would not be the truth. And if you look around in your own life at the most optimistic, joyful people most of them have been through a great deal of challenge and trial. That's not true of everyone you know that is at peace, but there are plenty of cases for me to make a point to you that I want you to remember. Attitude is always more important than environment. How you see yourself, especially in Jesus, what you're capable of, your ability to stand your ground, to move forward in advance, or even to turn around and go back, is shaped and fueled from the inside out. And that is maybe the most optimistic thing I can tell you. You do not have to be shaped by your circumstances, but you do have to stop telling yourself that you are. 
So in this last 10 minutes or so, I really think Jim can help with that, and I'm going to share with you the points from the lecture. I'll try to add in a story here, an anecdote there, some of the richest of his material. But what I really like about it is how practical it is. You and I have spent some time together in the last month or two just working on the mental side of it. The broken soundtrack episode challenged you to rethink all that negative energy and where it's coming from. Before that, we did an episode called Winning in Mind, where we looked at the focused mentality and the positive attitude of high achievers in athletics and other things. But you might be listening today thinking, okay, taking down the mental barriers, sky's the limit. Jim would tell you, by the way, that the sky is not the limit because there are actually footprints on the moon, which is a great interjection moment to tell you about true, limitless, positive thinking. But still, you might be, okay, got it. What does that look like? Help me with a plan. And maybe we can help with that today. Let me start in on his content with a short story that he told at the beginning that I don't think I'll ever forget. He had read about a real conversation between two men who were on an airplane together, and they discovered that both of them were authors. One of them revealed that he was a writer on the topic of possibility thinking, and the other revealed that he's published in the area of higher mathematics. And I think the self-help author made some comment about how that was worlds apart, but the mathematician said, actually not so much. And then that author, the mathematician on the plane, told a story of his own. He said, when I was in college at Stanford, I was late for a math test. When I got there, I sat down and did all of the problems on the sheet that I was given. And I also noticed a couple of similar, more difficult problems on the board. I thought I was supposed to figure those out as well, but I ran out of time. So I turned in my quiz and asked the professor if I could work on it at home. The guy recounts, on a Saturday night, I turned in my work. He said, I got a knock on the door early Sunday morning by my professor. He comes in and says, you did it. You solved one of the most difficult math equations in the world. Not even Einstein was able to do it. If you'd have gotten to the test on time, you'd have known what I told the class, that the quiz that I had given them on paper was difficult, but that kind of math leads to practically unsolvable equations like the ones I'd put on the board. So that mathematician years later on the airplane is telling the other man, positivity thinking changed everything. If I had known it wasn't solvable, if I'd been told that not even Einstein could solve it, I probably wouldn't have even tried. Certainly, I would have given up at the end of class. But I didn't know it was impossible, so I approached it with the expectation that I could solve it. And I did. I love that story. Yes, because I love math. But also, think about all of the problems on the chalkboard of your life. What if you didn't know they were impossible? What if no one told you that? What if you didn't tell that to yourself? You believed it was worth trying, and it was achievable, and maybe like that guy. You can combine effort and expectation and accomplish just about anything. This is a perfect segue into the first point. The positive thinker sees opportunity where others see impossibility. The key here I need you to get is that the challenge, the problem, the circumstance can be the same for two people. 
one person processes that as possible. The other one concludes it is impossible. One achieves and the other one doesn't, completely independent of the circumstance. Jim told another great little story about when he was teaching at New Mexico State and he was told to teach the students about business calculus, but not even math people like the word calculus. So he noticed the name on the textbook was Modern Mathematics. So that's what he called it all semester. Business Modern Mathematics. No mention at all of the C word. At the end of the semester, his students performed quite well, and they met one more time after the final, and he asked them, what do you think you've been learning all semester? And they said cool stuff like business applications and advanced formulas. And he was like, yeah, it's called calculus. That word may have led to drops in that class in week one, but a simple change in wording kept them from thinking of it as this big bad monster, and they succeeded. At this point in the lecture, Jim did his newspaper magic trick. I can't even describe it for you here. I've seen him do it in person, I think once or twice. I've watched it on video eight times, I think. And I still cannot figure it out. It seems impossible. He takes a newspaper, he rips it up, folds it up, and boom, it's all together again. One of these days, Jim, you've got to let me in on this. But while he's doing it, he's telling them, this is an illusion. Your mind thinks it's ripped, that there is no possibility for this paper to come out together. But your mind has played a trick on you, and so has Jim, and there it is, like it had never been touched. Stop using words like, I can't, or it's impossible, and start believing, because everything good starts from there. Okay, his next series of points just really builds on this idea of opportunity instead of impossibility. Because number two, positive thinkers say not yet when others say never. And I really like this because there's a chance this week you may come out quite optimistically about things, but all of the pieces aren't together yet. I mean, sometimes circumstances are important. The first thing I would say is start making an effort and let's see. But if it turns out that a few dominoes need to fall in the right place, then that's the way you approach it. Not if, but when. Positive thinkers are just waiting on God, or someone else, or whatever needs to happen. And when that happens, they'll be ready. Because while someone else at this time may be holding progress back, it's never going to be me. Because when it comes to something worthwhile, I don't believe in never. And instead, I prefer words like soon. Number three, positive thinkers try another way rather than giving up. Can you see in these points that we've moved past the theoretical mental gymnastics? We're actually out there repairing our marriage. We're actually getting plugged in at our church now. We're actually taking those classes so that we can get that license. We're doing things. But we don't look at problems as some unbelievable, unprecedented thing that has stopped us cold in our tracks. Maybe not other people, but us. We don't look at problems like that. Problems are common. Everyone faces the same type of things. I could give up. Most people do. But instead, I just need to find a way around this version of that problem. 
This reminds me to say, negative thinkers believe that the bad things happening in their life is only happening to them. No one else can even understand the nature of the barriers. And they're just almost always wrong about that. And I wish I could get them to see it. There is no temptation that is not, as God said, common to man. So find a way. Because others have, and you believe that you can. Number four, positive thinkers optimize every opportunity. You see, underachieving is not always about negative thinking concerning the obstacles in front of you. But instead, an open door of opportunity is put right in front of you, and you are not mentally or spiritually ready to take advantage of it. High achievers don't need the double doors to swing open before they enter the room. They just need the smallest of cracks. Everybody can use a break to try to get from where you are to where you need to be. But if you're waiting on an enormous break that no one could miss, that pretty much does it all for you, you'll never get there. Positive thinkers dwell on what tools they have at their disposal now. What is good and useful in your life? Who supports you right where you are? And then they maximize that. So I want to give you one more point, and I'll walk you through the previous ones leading up to it, but let me add one little bonus thought from Jim's speech that will instantly be implemented in my own personal language. He talked about not using the terms easy or hard when you describe things. On one end of the spectrum, if you say, that's hard, you've told yourself, I may not be able to do it. You should just formulate a wise approach and go after it. But on the other hand, if you say something is easy and you approach it too passively and you don't accomplish it, now your mind records the fact that you can't even do something easy. Instead, again, it should be less about the challenge and more about you. Okay, recap and conclusion. The positive thinker, number one, sees opportunity where others see impossibility, says not yet when others say never, tries another way rather than giving up, optimizes every opportunity, and then finally realizes there is a big picture. We could fill a whole episode with this, but he ends by talking about his faith in God and his love for the people in his life and how mathematics was important, but it was never his life. And as we conclude today, look at all of the challenges and goals and aspirations you have before you this week. Take a positive outlook, but please keep a proper perspective on what really matters. Don't get too bogged down on one accomplishment or the other. Always see the big picture of why you're here and who you serve, and how incredibly blessed you are in Jesus Christ. He is the big picture. He is the whole picture. So link everything back to your life in the Lord. And maybe, for your own benefit and the benefit of everyone in your life, you can become the positive thinker. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. And if you're just in search of deeper Bible study or you want to share the message of Jesus with the children in your life, remember to go to creationtorevelation.com. This wonderful company run by Christians provides beautiful illustrations of Scripture from beginning to end, putting the spotlight on Jesus. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
excel still more.